you, sir? You know, I'm a lot better now that I get to hear your uh, golden tones again and have the opportunity to talk with you, Al. Well, so. that's very kind of you, and I've missed talking to you. You're a great guy, and um, I missed I missed yakking about basketball. Um, I don't know if you heard this earlier, but I mentioned it. Uh, young uh, Declan here, who's not to be trusted in any way, our of producer, course. he said to me, tell. "Yeah, he said to me, you know, if you, if I Google Paul Sir, the twelfth image is Paul McCartney, Sir Paul McCartney." <laughs> and I thought, I wonder if Paul Sir knows that. I didn't know it was the twelfth, but I've I've always, you know, people have, you know, when it occasionally comes up that it's Sir Paul, and of course that I hear that every day. I've heard that every day for my entire life, and and uh, my only response is, I I love it. I just wish I had his checkbook. Yeah, and so <laughs> is is your karaoke go to band on the run at all or no? <laughs> no, uh, my, my karaoke go to is uh, rooted in sixties and seventies rock, ah. but not not to stand in line for. Let's just let's just yeah. put put it that way. Well. <laughs> Mine is uh, What's Love Got to Do With It? And the reason I do it is because once I've sung, people pay me to drink instead of sing. So <laughs> the high notes are, that, that, that's a tough one for the for the high notes. Yeah. Tina, yeah. Tina makes it tough. Or even any note I can't hit. Um, all right, <laughs> let's talk basketball. I sure. want, I, this first question I thought of to ask you, and it's kind of an overall one, but Minnesota Timberwolves and Oklahoma City Thunder are contenders, and I want to know what year this happened last time because it just seems almost impossible. They're top five. Well, I, uh, I mean, OKC had great teams when they had uh, Durant, Westbrook, and uh, James Harden. Uh, so, it, you know, 10 years ago, they were a thing, uh, and then the big three broke up, and now they're a thing again with uh, uh, Gilgis Alexander and uh, the, the great rookie, Chet Holmgren. Uh, so yeah, they. But but what I love about the the OKC Thunder is they did it through the draft. Yeah, and they they have just really done a great job of building this team and and focusing on on Gilgis Alexander and letting him become one of the re, one of the greatest players in the world right now. I mean, let's talk like he's top five, top ten in the world. Never mind the NBA. So I mean, this guy is good. And then Holmgren, I think he's surprising everybody because they, they thought with his slender frame that uh, he would just get beat up. And maybe back in the 90s, that would have been the case. But he is ideally suited for this uh, for this new NBA. And uh, so they're great. And the Wolves, I'm you know from that area, I'm happy to see that woeful franchise finally have a team that since, uh, since the days of uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Garnett, yeah. And uh, Latrell Sprewell and uh, Casal, that they haven't had anything for a, a good 15 to 20 years. So that long-suffering franchise, they have found a formula. They, I, I give their coach a ton of credit because it's an odd mix of players, somewhat like the Raptors, which I know we're going to touch on, Al. Yeah. But they have sort of an odd group of players. But this coach, this team has put the pieces together, and my goodness, they're playing great. So – Let's talk Raptors because I've got three or four that I want to talk about and then a trade idea, which uh, Declan okay. doesn't like, so it's probably a bad idea. Uh, well, not necessarily. We'll, we'll, we'll see what Declan's chops are when you tell me the trade. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, obviously, Scotty Barnes is the talk of the town, 
Uh, and I, I just wonder where the Raptors are, in your opinion. Is this a team that you, like, you hold your cards? It seems like they've been in trade mode forever but haven't really done as much as people thought. How do you feel about this roster now? Is it is it one you can build around moving forward? Uh, personally, I don't. I don't think the pieces they have are a good fit. And and I have some specific reasons. Scotty Barnes is a star and could eventually be a superstar. He's he, I love his his energy that drives his skills. He you know, he really plays all facets of the game at a high level. So Scotty Barnes is a is a star in the making. Pascal Siakam is a very good player who gives you 20 to 25 a game average, but he's an odd player. And that's what I think if I had to say there's a characteristic about the blend of players that the Raptors have, I think it's odd. Uh, Siakam, Scotty Barnes, OG Ananobi, in a lot of respects, they're the same player, long, athletic, with different skill sets. But Ananobi, you know, everybody, you know, there's so much attention given to the fact that he's a very good defender, but he's a real odd offensive player. And I think the offensive chemistry on this team, coupled with the fact that they can't consistently shoot the three-pointer, Al, makes this a very difficult lineup to look at and say, if we just keep adding this piece and this piece, we're going to be a lot better. No. Hasn't worked so far. I don't know what's going to have to change to make it work. So then I checked down to my trade idea, which I okay. don't know what's coming back because I think they're trading draft picks in twenty three fifty five now, so I'm not sure what the return <laughs> would be. But I, like, what do you think of Siakam going to the 76ers? Well, I guess it... it, it I think he could be a nice addition to the 76ers. It's just a question of what can the Raptors get from the 76ers if that will give them the value in return. Like, so you're talking about sending Siakam to them, Al. What are you talking about the Raptors <laughs> getting back? Well, the 25-25 third-round pick is what I was thinking, but I don't think that anybody's going to be alive then. Like, that's the problem with making the deal. The 76ers, are, they're a goofy team. Like, they truly are. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, like, I mean, they're... I think they're 18 and 8, and they started off like Hal won't have it. And Embiid is, I love Embiid. I love Maxi. I like the team, but I just, I feel like they're they're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs. I don't know. I, I, I would take, I would take Umbridge with that, Al. Umbridge. I think, they, yes, Umbridge. <laughs> I think that's the proper use of the word. I, yes, I it think, is. Uh, 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 I would, uh, they have two pieces that you need for a championship, uh, two guys that can really score. Uh, Embiid can, yeah, I mean, he is a monster, both ends of the ball, and when motivated, is unstoppable. Not virtually unstoppable, absolutely unstoppable. So you've, and, and then Maxi, he's a special player. He can create his own shot. He, he shoots it from deep, but he creates off the bounce. Too. So I think they've got pieces, enough pieces around them. Uh, and I think Nick Nurse is a good fit for them, at least for the first couple of years. And, uh, and so I, I would say the Sixers, I'd be reluctant to make a move like that because I don't see what Siakam brings 
that would make them that much better. And I don't know what his relationship with Nick Nurse really is, because I've heard they didn't get along. So I think those would be negatives in that in that respect. But I think the 76ers have enough pieces to be a big threat in the playoffs, quite honestly. Did they get enough? Like, I know this is a ridiculous question because it was there was so much around it. But the Harden return was like, I don't know, nine pieces or something. Did they did they get enough? Those trades are so hard to quantify because it's the right question to ask. But how do you get enough for a James Harden? Yeah. Part of the Harden trade, though, is addition by subtraction. Yes. Getting him out of there where he didn't want to be. Then, so far, he wants to be with the Clippers. But how? You know, I think everybody's skeptical and just wondering how long until he's not happy there. So you you got rid of a a, a consuming force on your team that freed up Maxi to be more of the player he's becoming and rely even more on last year's MVP and Embiid. So I think they got enough for him and got rid of him that that frees up, I think, the the, the, the pieces I just mentioned that makes them a better team without him. They I like Daryl Morey. They've extended him. Um, they've done well since he arrived there. Uh, what do you think of the extension? Is that a good move for the 76ers? I think so. Uh, you, like you said, in, in a league that's really hard to build championship teams, I mean, everybody was uh, drinking Messiah Jury's Kool-Aid after they won the championship. Not so much since then. It's hard to remain competitive. It's hard to remain good. So when you have somebody who has a very specific and distinct uh, philosophy and how he builds teams, I think you hang on to him, and the, the results speak for himself. Now, this year will be important uh, because it would be the expectation would be they'd go deep into the playoffs if not get to the championship. So, uh, you know, the, the clock's ticking for Maury, but now he's got the security of knowing he's got a long-term deal so he can take some risks to build a lineup that could possibly win a championship for them. Who has the best defense? Is it the Celtics in the in the East? Uh, I think night in and night out, probably Boston. But, I mean, Golden State lit them up last night. I don't know what good defense in the league really is. Is Mm. it bad offense that slows it down, (laughs) that keeps the score down? Or is it good defense? Uh, It's it's really hard to defend in the NBA right now because people are shooting the ball better. There's so many teams taking so many threes. The league's so bloody athletic. And then the rules are designed – for offensive players and make it harder for defensive players. Like to me, the best defender in the league is Rudy Gobert because he legitimately, he legitimately changes a lot of shots during the game. Not a lot of players in the league that, that do that. So I don't know though, that the, the uh, Carl Anthony Towns is a very weak defender. So as great as Gobert is, uh, Anthony Towns isn't. So, I, I, right now, I couldn't point to a defensive juggernaut in the in the league. Like, I don't know this year, you know, defense wins championships. I'm not so sure that's going to be the case this year. Yeah. I think this is might be the year offense wins championships in the NBA. So if that's the case, based on, you know, just pure offense, the, the Pacers score, but they give up so much. Yeah. Bucks aren't great. 76ers? I mean, I don't know who... who. 76ers could be. 
Yeah. The Bucks could be. Miami could be. Like those are really good def- those have really good defensive parts on their team, yeah. don't they? Yeah. And I think like the the thing that Milwaukee has is Anthony DeCoupo is a game changer because of his length and athleticism. Embiid's a monster in the middle. He's got to show up night in and night out in the playoffs. And we all know what Jimmy Butler and uh, you know Abadeo are capable of in Miami. So there are some good pieces there. Plus, Milwaukee has the advantage of having uh, Lillard and Antetokounmpo, who have been really off, showing off and playing off each other's offensive greatness this year. That is what makes them the most dangerous to me if they're healthy going into the playoffs because they have those two players plus Middleton who also is a capable 20 point a night scorer. So the Bucks still to me are going to be right now. I'd put them kind of just an inch in front of Boston and uh, Philadelphia in the East. Final one for you. I saved it for last because I, I, I think it's a fun thing and we might've talked about it before, but um, in what world is stealing anything from the New York Knicks a good idea? And what is the point of the all the, the hubbub about the Knicks and the Raps and all of that? I don't get the point of this. This, to me, should have been under wraps, and maybe the commissioner dismisses it or whatever. It's just, it, it's like, I know everybody's rich and nobody cares about money anymore, but holy man, that just looks ridiculous. It does. And and like you said, why do you, I mean, to me, that's hanging up your, you know, uh, I, do you remember the m- movie Plane Trains and Automobiles? Yes. <laughs> the scene, Steve Martin's washing his face and holds up John Candy's underwear. To me, it's like taking that pair of underwear and hanging it out in public. I think the, uh, it's it just, it's just beneath the league and you don't need that kind of, uh, you don't need that kind of distraction. Yeah. To what end? I, 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 I'm, I'm like you, Al. I just don't get it. Well, and the NBA is so pure in their decision. I love the NBA because as a league, they're on the right side of everything, and they rarely get anything wrong. I mean, they do get things wrong, but this just seems to me to be, you know, taking off your socks and your shoes and then loading the gun and then shooting it, and it, somebody should have stepped in. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I totally agree with you. It, it doesn't make any sense, and the NBA largely does get things right, and they 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 do know how to create, build, develop, and uh, continually message out something very positive. They they have cachet that I think no other sport league has, based around its players' personality, and I think its perception globally. And uh, this this is just unbecoming. Totally agree. You are a gentleman, and I appreciate you. Thank you, Paul, sir.